0: Boss Monster, a Glisten Plus and Brotherwise Games production. Episode 3.
1: Boss Monster, begin!
0: Racing down the steps of the control tower, my mind was spinning. How did adventurers sneak inside Final Castle? What did they want? How were we going to stop them? But more importantly, when was Dad going to install a teleporter? The tower stairs were killing my legs! Up ahead, Draculad pointed with excitement. Yo, they're getting deeper into the castle!
1: That's a terrible escape plan.
0: Adventurers are so dumb. We can cut them off at the Gollum factory. This way, I know a shortcut. I pushed a nearby brick and the wall slid apart to reveal a secret passage. <laughs> Wicked. Sarabella's large mechanical frame bumped into the low ceiling with a bunk. She rubbed her brain jar with a mechanical hand.
1: Ow, wait, what am I saying? I don't feel pain, silly me.
0: We rushed through the tunnel and emerged moments later into a warm, smoky chamber that was bathed in an orange glow. This was the Gollum Factory, a magical assembly line where stone servants were sculpted, baked, and enchanted into life before entering service in King Croak's monster army. Up ahead, the trio of adventurers came to a stop as a jet of fire shot out of an enormous blast furnace. Nice move, humans. You are so trapped. The vampire elbowed me and lowered his voice. Now you can go over there and make them surrender. Uh, how? I don't know. Use your killer claws, your fire breath, like your dad does. Oh, uh, well, see, I I don't actually have those yet. What? Cerebella lowered her volume to a whisper.
1: Kid's a late gloomer. He hasn't leveled up yet.
0: Draculad looked a little disappointed. Not wanting to embarrass myself anymore, I took a few tentative steps toward the trapped heroes and raised my voice. Hello? <clears throat> I mean, hail, vile heroes! I am Kid Croak, son of King Croak and I demand your surrender. So, uh, yeah, do that. The lead hero, Slash McMighty, rested his enormous broad sword on his muscly shoulder and looked us over with his battle-scarred eye. His companions, a female spellcaster with elvish ears and an angry dwarf with a curly beard, both turned their eyes to Slash. I'd seen that look before from every minion in my dad's army. They were waiting for orders. I took another step forward and lowered my voice so Dracula and Sarabella couldn't hear. Listen, I get it. You're heroes, I'm a boss monster, but I'm really not that bad, honest. Also, you've got nowhere left to run. If you give me back my dad's power crystal, I'll show you the way out and you can be on your way and and no one will ever need to know that any of this ever happened, deal? The cocky human stroked his stubbly chin and nodded thoughtfully. I felt like we've made a connection. He was definitely about to surrender. Hmm. Pass.
1: <laughs> Kid, look out!
0: Slash swiped at me with his sword, nearly cutting my snout and sending me tumbling backwards. Slash sheathed his sword, turned on his heels, and dashed headlong into the whirring machinery of the Golem Factory, his two friends falling into line behind him. Sarabella quickly stomped over and helped me back onto my feet.
1: Are you okay? Are your organs still where they're supposed to be?
0: (sighs) I think so.
1: Goodness, Matrix. That was close.
0: Let's go. They're getting away. Draculad, wait. Draculad either didn't hear me or didn't care. Swooping between slicing stone cutters and heavy clay crushers with a swish of his cape, Sarabella turned to me, concern wrinkling her brain lobes.
1: Seriously, are you all right? Yeah.
0: I'm right behind you. Sarabella looked at me for a long moment, long enough that I began to get the sense that she didn't entirely believe me. After a few seconds, she nodded her brain tank, turned, and rushed towards the assembly line. I took a deep breath and followed after. All around us, half-finished golems were being put together. They were also getting super smashed apart as the Elf Wizard began slinging spells in our direction. Suddenly, a spell hit Cerebella square in her metal chest.
1: Those <laughs> excess tickle.
0: Cerebella didn't even slow down, one of the perks of being a three-foot-tall mechanical cyborg. Up ahead, Draculad was poofing in and out of bat form as the angry dwarf kept trying to hit him with his warhead. Ooh, swinging a miss. Maybe you could use a better bat. Get it? Cause I'm a bat. Ah, so annoying. I could see the bearded dwarf growing more frustrated with every swing of his hammer until the warhammer left the dwarf's meaty hands, tilting end over end, right at my head. Good thing Draculad poofed seemingly out of nowhere and caught the hammer right before it knocked me out cold. Oh, sorry, did you want to catch that? No, no, all good. Oh, hey, your lady wizard is getting away.
1: Quit messing around, you two.
0: We rushed past the flame kilns and out the other side of the factory. Incredibly, we were all still alive and not squished, cursed or burned.
1: Uh, kid, your um shirt is a little bit on fire.
0: I looked down, a tiny flame was crackling on my sleeve. I quickly patted it out with a claw and played it off as no big deal. Good thing my scales are fireproof.
1: If my calculations are correct, the humans will have to stop in the next chamber. We've got them cornered.
0: Sure enough, Cerebella was right. Slash and his friends had stopped at the edge of the bottomless pit. There was nowhere left for them to escape to. I turned to Draculad and pumped my fist. See, I told you our bottomless pit was
1: cool. Good job pretending you were afraid and ill-equipped, kid. Your fake ineptitude lured the humans right into your trap.
0: Oh, um, thanks? There was no way I was going to admit to Sarabella or Draculad that I had no idea what I was doing. Instead, I puffed out my chest and raised my voice to what I hoped were King Croak levels of confidence. Surrender, Slash McMighty. Slash turned to face us, the confident smirk never leaving his lips. Not bad, Small Fry. You got me. The hero reached into his leather satchel and pulled out the pulsing blue power crystal. He held it out towards me. But who's got the power crystal? (laughs) With that, he threw the power crystal over his shoulder and into the bottomless pit. No! Time slowed to a crawl as I took in every sickening detail. Slash's laughter, the tumbling power crystal, the dark mauve, the pit. My body acted on instinct, sending me diving into the void, claws outstretched, I could catch the crystal. I knew I could. It was right there. My claws scraped the edge of the power crystal, but it was too little, too late. All I found myself holding was empty air as the glimmering geode fell into darkness. I felt the crushing weight of failure collapse on top of me. Slash McMighty had won. The final castle would fall, and it was all my fault. Still, in that moment, I had an even bigger problem. I was falling into a bottomless pit!
1: I've got you, kid!
0: The cold grip of Sarabella's extendable claw around my ankle jolted me into the present as I was yanked upwards, her extendable arm whirring with effort as I reeled back to safety. Almost! We both collapsed onto the safety of the stone floor. Opening my eyes, I found myself looking down into her brain tank where her eyes would be. If, you know, she had any. Um... Thanks for... saving my life.
1: Oh, um... don't mention it.
0: In that moment, staring at her brain lobes made me feel all... fluttery in my stomach. Not like when I ate a Beast Burger too fast, this was something... different. Of course Dracula had, had to totally ruin it. Uh, guys? wizard's got a save point. Looking up, I saw the female elf waving her hands in front of a glowing silvery portal. With a grunt, the burly dwarf leaped into the light, disappearing in a flash. The wizard herself hopped in after, leaving only Slash. The adventurer stepped towards the vortex, then turned to face me. He raised a hand to his temple, firing off a cocky salute before stepping backwards into the glow. With a flash, the portal vanished. Dracula, Cerebella, and I stood there alone in the dark as the weight of the moment began to sink in. Ugh. Well, that just happened. As the last of the party monsters left, Dracula slammed the door shut and glided back over to the couch where Sarabella was sitting and I was quietly stewing in my despair. (sighs) I told them a bunch of gremlins got loose and that's why the power went out. Not sure anyone bought it though. I knew this party was a mistake. Now the Power Crystal is gone and Final Castle is defenseless! Next time I see that Slash guy, I'm gonna drain him dry! You invited him! Yeah, because I thought he was a laid-back zombie, not a hero jerk in disguise.
1: I've been running the numbers, and- Who else
0: did you invite to this party that was secretly a human? Hey, what's that supposed to mean?
1: Draculad? Kid? What I'm trying to say- I don't
0: know! Maybe you meant for the party to get crashed! Bro! Draculad doesn't crash parties. Take that back. Make me. (sighs) Draculad flashed his fangs with a hiss while I let out an angry growl. Sarabella calmly turned a knob on her speakers. Cut
1: it out, you guys!
0: Draculad and I covered our ears in pain as Sarabella's loud voice echoed through the castle. Once the ringing in our heads faded... She twisted the knob back down.
1: As I was trying to say, I've been doing some calculations and there are only three potential solutions to our power crystal predicament. Option one, we try and find the bottom of the bottomless pit.
0: Would that work?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Dang. Option two. We storm the nearest human village and wreak terrible vengeance. My dad loves wreaking terrible vengeance. Cerebella's brain seemed to burble with annoyance.
1: That would get us stabbed, skewered, and staked. So, alas, no vengeance. Dang. I'll just go ahead and skip to option three.
0: I run away, change my name, and join a traveling troupe of theater mimes?
1: No, but I am impressed with the specificity of your details.
0: Yeah, why mimes? Shut up, Draculad.
1: Replacing the power crystal is the only viable option. And the only place I know where we can find one is Gorgona's Labyrinth.
0: Never heard of it.
1: My father brain sends his minions there all the time. It's quite infamous.
0: I perked up at this new suggestion. A sliver of hope clawing its way out of the dark, dismal pit of my stomach. This is great! We can send Boblin out with some gold to the Gorgona place, and he can buy a new power crystal. Easy as ordering snapperoni pizza.
1: Not that easy, I'm afraid. You see, Father Brain sends his minions, but none ever return.
0: I immediately sank back down on the couch with a moan, head in my claws. Cerebella continued.
1: There's loads of towns and heroes between here and there. Plus, we'd somehow need to navigate the labyrinth itself. It's a whole like quest thing.
0: Something Cerebella said clicked in my head. I looked up at her. Wait. Did you say quest? You mean those things heroes go on when they slay monsters and rescue princesses? Hard pass. Draculad does not quest. Draculad was missing the bigger picture, of course, but I could see it our way out of this mess. I just needed to do a little convincing. Dad did it all the time when he wanted to send minions into an enemy stronghold or obvious death trap. He called it spin. You know, the overworld is pretty much just one big dungeon. Say what? Think about it. It's filled with dangerous creatures and armed adventurers at every turn. There are all sorts of traps and pitfalls built right in. The only difference is uh, uh, I panicked a little, unsure of where to go next with my pitch. Luckily, Sarabella picked up my slack.
1: There's no walls?
0: Yes! That! Definitely! I couldn't tell if Sarabella was buying any of what I was saying, but Dracula at least seemed slightly less skeptical. All I needed to do was to stake him with something he really cared about. Think about it. You've got the dark arts, Sarabella knows tons of nerdy stuff, and we could conquer the Labyrinth, then the Overworld. I do like conquering.
1: I'm not really sure we're properly statted for conquest
0: we won't get any conquering done sitting inside final castle we got to get out there and get our boss monster on what do you say draculad stroked his chin serabella tapped her mechanical foot i hoped beyond hope finally i'm in
1: statistically speaking three monsters are better than one
0: yes I pumped my scaly fist. We were about to go on a real life quest, but I couldn't call it that. Not out loud at least. I was so excited. That excitement started to sour a little when I began imagining what my dad would do if he came back to Final Castle only to find it in enemy hands. I gulped down my fear and focused up. First things first, we need to pack. Oh, are you sure this about King Dad letting you little bosses into his death closet? It's not a death closet, Boblin. It's King Croak's armory. Oh, Boblin's gonna get in so much trouble! The goblin wasn't entirely wrong about calling it a death closet. This room was super dangerous. As he nervously unlocked the final lock and pushed open the heavy door, Draculad and Cerebella gasped. Shelf after shelf was filled to the brim with cursed cutlasses, baneful blades, hexed hammers, mystic armors, and more. Dad won't mind if we borrow a few things to accomplish our quest, I I mean scheme, especially if we put it all back before he gets home. Whoa, is this a sort of incineration? Dad used that to conquer the gnome mines of Morgul.
1: Oh my gosh, oh my gosh! A real skeleton key! So spooky!
0: He used that to sneak into the keep of King Temender and steal his royal goblet.
1: I wish my dad did cool stuff like that.
0: No, you don't. Trust me. Yo, can I roll with this smiting spear? Grab whatever you think we might need. We can shove it all in this bag of holding I got last Hexmas. I slung the bag onto my shoulder and undid the string that tied the seemingly normal leather sack shut. Whoa! Your bag has a mouth! Just shove it right in. You sure? Seems kinda small. Oh yeah, this thing loves it. Draculad shrugged and carefully slipped the spear into my bag. In seconds, the lengthy spear had disappeared into the infinite interior of my bag of holding. I asked my dad once where all the stuff inside went and how the bag knew what you needed when you reached in. But the only answer I got was an eye roll, a groan, and a finish eating your mold spores. Further in the armory, Sarabella was busy pulling down robotic armfuls of items.
1: A rope of climbing, a sack of sleeping, Take these speaking stones. Oh wow, we have to take this crystal ball.
0: Once we packed up our supplies, Cerebella, Draculad, and I headed out into the courtyard as castle minions began to lower the drawbridge. The sun was just beginning to rise beneath an overcast sky, as if the overworld itself knew trouble was brewing. I took several deep breaths, telling myself that this was the only way Final Castle could be saved, that venturing outside the fortress walls and facing the dangers of the outside world were something I'd been training for my entire life, that the only thing worse than getting attacked by adventurers, crushed by wandering giants, or mauled by feral (sighs) beastmen? would be the look of disappointment on my dad's face if he ever found out what I'd let happen while he was gone. Suddenly, I felt a tug at my leg. Looking down, I saw Boblin's bulbous eyes looking up at me with worry. Oh, Boblin thinks this is a big, bad idea. We went over this, Boblin. I have to go and get a new power crystal. While I'm gone, you're in charge. The Goblin's ears perked up at the prospect of power. You mean a Boblin big boss? Temporarily, only until I get back, which should only be in a day or two. I could see the tiny gears in Boblin's little gray brain beginning to turn. Boblin can order all the other goblins around? Yes. And sit in- Big um, sure. Boblin can be mean and shoddy and a cozy cave like dad boss. Knock yourself out. Boblin's eyes began to tear up as he took my hand in his. This, this is best day of Boblin's life. Remember, pull up the drawbridge after we leave and don't lower it for anyone. If someone asks, King Croak isn't accepting audiences right now. He's got the, um, dragon pox. Yeah, very contagious. Oh, yay, kid boss. The small minion squared his shoulders, stood as straight as he could, and fired off a salute. I turned to look at Sarabella and Dracula. Are you guys ready for this?
1: I'm bubbling with excitement. My brain take isn't leaking, is it? I've never really explored the overworld before. So many new monsters to meet and species to catalog.
0: Just so long as we get to bust some helmets and show those adventurers who's boss monster. I looked out over the drawbridge as the first bits of warm morning sun began to illuminate the overworld mountain peaks clawed high into the dark storm clouds while deep canyons cut their way through the rocky lowlands currently buried in the shadow of final castle beyond were lands i'd never seen filled with who knows how many wizards barbarians rogues and dark lord knows what else in the face of all that wonder there was really only one thing to say wow meh I've seen more dramatic vistas. (sighs) Of course he had. I I guess we just start walking?
1: A solid hypothesis. I wonder if we'll meet any cute brains on the road.
0: Did anyone pack blood for the road? I can get really hangry.
1: Oh, how about a road song?
0: Pass. As we set off on our definitely not a quest, I had a good feeling. I had a plan, a bag full of magic weapons and two fellow monsters. The replacement power crystal was as good as ours. Yikes, how wrong was I? Boss Monster Adventures, starring Noah Bentley as Kid Croak, Tristan Alaric Chen as Dracula, Maddie O'Neill as Sarah Bella, Layla Berzins, Grace Rolick, and Jeff Schein. Written by Matthew Barnett. Directed by Adam J. Epstein. Executive produced by Sheila Stepanik and Adam J. Epstein. Produced by Chris O'Neill and Johnny O'Neill. Edited and mixed by Christopher Sousa. Additional voices by Ed Cunningham and Jason Kelly. Boss Monster Adventures is a Brotherwise Games and Glisten Plus production.